With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the We Are Podcast on DK Sports Radio. This is your host, Jared Pruvar, and I welcome you to this week's episode. On Monday, James Franklin spoke with the media via Zoom, as always, uh, for the first time in 2021, and the first time since Penn State beat Illinois in the season end, in their season-ending win uh, for the 2020 season. And he had a lot of different topics to talk about between family, uh, the coaching staff, the transfer portal, you name it. He essentially talked about it. But I want to focus on a couple things that I think oh, were pretty huge um, in the grand scheme of things. And I think the first is is the new offense. You look at Mike Yurcich coming in and, and taking over for, for Kirk Soraka, and I think the biggest issue it, um, of it all is the fact that Kirk Soraka's offense just did not mesh well with what James Franklin and Penn State had been used to. You look at Penn State over the years past with Ricky Ronnie and Joe Moorhead especially, and, and those are two guys that, that didn't take lateral steps. They went straight up. Ricky Ronnie became a head coach at Old Dominion, and then Joe Moorhead eventually went to um, Mississippi State and is now the offensive coordinator at, uh, at the University of Oregon. But they were up-tempo. They were high-paced, NASCAR-type speed offenses, um, spread offenses, and, and you never got the the, the inkling that, that Soraka was ever comfortable with that, the, the fast-paced. Um, he, he, his offenses kind of were, were, were themed around and schemed around um, players just in, in, in big numbers, like a Tyler Johnson uh, at Minnesota and like a Jahan Dodson uh, that, he ha- that he had at, at Penn State. And it just wasn't a good mesh uh, for the Nittany Lions and and for those who who were involved, and and it and it didn't work. Uh, you 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 know you look at the the out the point outputs this year, and and granted, COVID caused a lot of those issues, but at the same time, you know even with the installs and this that and the other thing, the Penn State offense just did not put up the numbers that it, sh- it should have in the scoreboard. Now yardage wise and. And those sorts of things, yeah, they they had over four hundred yards quite a few times, and you know that's that's the norm. But you have to be able to put up points, and the Penn State offense just was not capable of doing that many times uh, throughout the season. And that's not necessarily Kirk Sharaka's fault. I think a lot of it falls on the execution of players, and and much like James Franklin said um, on Monday, they did take a step back at the quarterback position. They didn't they didn't build on what on an 11 win season for Sean Clifford in, in 2019. They didn't build on that. They didn't get any better from that. In fact, I thought um, they regressed. And that's never a good thing to, um, when you're dealing with the quarterback position. If you're regressing as a quarterback, that's not good. That's never um, that's never a good indication of, of the talent level, and that's never a good indication of the team and their success level when that happens. 
And and James Franklin's admitted as much. You know, you you need more from the quarterback position, and 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 that's why they're going out and and trying to get into the transfer portal at, at the quarterback position if it makes sense. Because if it doesn't make sense, then you open up a whole new can of worms when it comes to the quarterback room and those involved there. But but you look at what Mike Yurcich brings to the table, and he brings exactly what James Franklin wants in an offense. You know, we, we've talked about this before on, on this podcast. Yurcich was Franklin's guy uh, from the get-go. They've had these conversations uh, for quite some time. And because Yurcich was at Ohio State before Texas, Ohio State blocked the interview request and and, and comes Sharaka and 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 you know the odds are stacked against him. You know you don't have a you don't have a spring ball. You have a, a plethora of different coaches, offensively, and then you you have the on again off again season, and it's just not an ideal situation for a first year coordinator at an, at a new school. But you know you you turn it around a little bit towards the end of the season and. And you try to blend that offense, and that's not necessarily, you know, ideal when you try to build blend an offense that's up tempo with Shiraka's offense, and and that doesn't feature much motion or window dressings or, or much of anything really, and and you get the perfect storm of what you got, this year, and that's not necessarily indicative of, of Franklin hiring or or anything. It's just kind of the way that the cards were drawn, but you look at Yursich and. And he's put up, he's put up yards. He's put up points everywhere he's gone. Whether it's been at the Division two level, at the PSAC level, at the Big Twelve level, at and and even in his short time at Ohio State, you know, helping Justin Fields um, to a career year in twenty nineteen, and then ultimately Fields declaring for the draft this year. Um, you know, he's he's done well everywhere he's gone. Now, how long he stays there, who knows. Um, does he want to be a head coach someday? It's possible. I think every young coach, every coach in general would envy the position to be a head coach someday, uh, and wants to be in that position. Now, whether it happens, you know, that's, that's to be up for debate. And, but at the same time, you look at a guy like Brent Pry, who's been a career defensive coordinator or linebackers coach, and are they comfortable with taking that next step? You just never know. But I think Yurcich has that capability. Now, if it's if it's in the t- in the cards, then so be it. But right now, he's the offensive coordinator at Penn State, and and they're building on you know what they've done typically. Maybe not use maybe using twenty twenty as an outlier, but they're going to get back to the basics and they're going to get fast. They're going to build on explosive plays and they're going to score a lot of points. And when that happens. You know, typically good things are happening, and and I think James Franklin especially wants to to be one of those programs that scores thirty five, forty, forty five points a game to take that pressure off his defense, so that they don't have to feel like they have to take over the game, like they so like they did um, much of the twenty twenty season. So how that continues to develop over the off season um, is yet to be determined. But I think James Franklin finally has the guy that he wants. And the guy that he wants to build on as offensive coordinator and, and build through as they develop an offense that that can only that can not only compete at the Big Ten level, but also at the national level and with those national powers as well.
it wasn't just the offensive philosophy and an offensive coordinator that Franklin talked about on Monday. He got into a lot of other topics, and, and this is where I think is a great time for us to talk about them. Penn State doesn't know if spring ball is going to happen. Nobody knows. But they're operating under the assumption that it's business as usual because despite being just a week past the national championship where Ohio State got boat raced by Alabama and, and Nick Saban, if he got to an even more elite level as a as a collegiate champion uh, head coach, there aren't very many definitives about spring practices or, or workouts throughout the spring uh, with everything going on in the world and with everything going on in the NCAA. So Franklin and company have to, to be creative. They don't necessarily know what what the plan is for spring ball. Will there be a spring game? Nobody knows. Um, and, and that's, you know, I, I it's not necessarily good, bad, or indifferent right now because there's just so much that's not known. Much like you know, a lot of other things, and, and it creates a little bit more flexibility. But but Franklin and and, the, and his staff have created a plan that, that lasts from his guys getting on campus all the way up to, to training camp and beyond. And I think that's huge, even with the fact that, that things are going to change. And it's not that they will change, it's that they are going to change Um, and I'm sure rather, rather quickly as the Big Ten and the NCAA figure out how they navigate the rest of this pandemic and, and, and maybe not the rest, but just navigate it in general. Um, obviously, they made it work through a, through a season. Um, so, so spring ball, you, you would think in theory, wouldn't be too hard to get through. But anything is possible. Uh, these kids are missing out on a lot of different aspects of their college life and the college lifestyle. Um, in addition to the educational aspect, where they're not necessarily in person, they're virtual, um, and and as a as an educator, it's tough to to not only get through to those students and to those players as a teacher, but also for them to learn and grasp what you're teaching them, and and that's tough um, as they navigate the world as a college athlete, and you know you look at the the roster makeup uh, of some of those guys and. And the new uh, early enrollees have just arrived on campus on Monday as well. So you get those guys acclimated. You get those guys in the weight room. And, and Penn State has a chance to, to be very competitive in 2021. And I think that's exactly what they need now. Now they did have uh, Michael Bowen's transfer or Michael Bowen's transfer um, or enter the transfer portal. Um, whether he would have played in the next two years, I think, is up for debate. But you still got Clifford. You've still got Will Levis. You've also got Saquon Roberson um, and Christian View, who's uh, now on campus. So you have opportunities and options at quarterback. So getting to that point, I think, is huge. But but I think Penn State's also going to still continue to be huge in the transfer portal. I know we talked about that uh, briefly in the first segment uh, at the quarterback position, but they're still going to look at these guys, uh, at the defensive end position, at the defensive line uh, position inside on the interior. And I think also at the defensive back position as well. And I think that is going to be huge for the Nittany Lions moving forward as they create depth at those positions, because towards the end of the season, they were paper thin depth wise, um, at many because of injuries, because of what have you. So I think you being able to get to that point for the Nittany Lions is going to be huge. 
Now, you know, you you look at some of the other issues. It, um, it, it's going to be a different year again. Uh, now, the the benefit, I think, for Penn State is that they only have had one coaching change um, as as the rest of the coaching carousel continues. Their their only coaching change as of now, I think, has been um, has been your sitch. And, and when you have that, that's huge. Last year, you needed and they had a new offensive line coach, a new receivers coach, a new defensive lines coach, a new offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach. So you you have that limited turnover. And I think that's huge moving forward to get to where you want to go as a program. Um, the more continuity that you have in, on the staff, I think, is huge. Now, how long those guys are there, that's up for debate. And I think that's much like the players transferring and, and doing whatever. The coaches aren't necessarily tied to the university either. And you get that, and and you and Franklin has had a lot of loyalty on his staff. Terry Smith has been on the staff for, for years. Tim Banks, Brent Pry, um, Tyler Bowen. You know, you, you get guys like that, that that want to be around and that can stay around, and I think that's huge. So, you know, moving forward, I think it's it's awesome that Penn State has had these opportunities to have these coaches. Now, can they keep them from from leaving and, and kind of helping them um, get better from within is is up for debate. But, but you know, you, you look at Penn State at the end, and they could have they could have gone to a bowl game, but you look at you, the situation surrounding it, um, coaches maybe going out elsewhere. You look at players that could have opted out, players that could have sat out those bowl games, um, and what have you. Um, or or you prepare for the game and then you end up not playing it because the other team sends their players home. And, and Franklin touched on that to on Monday as well. You know, you you have those plans in place, but at the same time, you there's so much that's not in your control, and there's so much that's just not fair. Um, to these players, uh, do you send them home at Christmas? Do you send them, you know, do you do you just work straight through it? And then when you do work straight through it and the other team sends the, their players home, you know, what is it really worth? If if you get that game in, I think you're lucky. And if you don't, you know, then, then so be it. Um, and, yeah, could the, bowl, could the bowl game have helped them? Absolutely. They could have improved their record and they could have ended up at 5-5 five and five, uh, for, a, for a 500 record, which isn't necessarily a, a, something that's strong for Penn State, but given the fact that they started out 0-5, I think is huge. Um, and then you look at how what a bowl game could have done to rec- for recruiting. You know, I, I personally think that, that not playing in a bowl game um, was admirable. I think that's exactly what Penn State needed um, because, you know, you, you look at Franklin, and, and Franklin gets to spend time with his family. He spent Christmas with his family. Um and it was the first time that, that he's seen his family in eight, nine months. And as, you know, as a parent, as a as a father, I think that's huge for him. Um, getting to spend that time with him before he gets back to the grind as, as a collegiate head coach um, after the new year. And and getting those guys back on campus. And, that, and that's huge. And when that happens, you know, it's, it's a blessing in disguise. Yeah, could Penn State have used that that bowl game absolutely everybody could have but at the same time if there was ever a year to skip that and focus on yourselves and and give yourself the mental break and and give yourself that time with family it's 2020 because you learn so much about yourself and so much about the people that you surround yourself with in a year like this 
um, as you navigate navigate through life and in each and every day, because it, each and every day isn't guaranteed. Um, and I think that's the biggest thing that the 2020 has taught us, it, not only to be flexible, but that that not every day is going to be the same, and not every day is guaranteed. Because there there's a lot of people that that aren't as lucky as we are to be able to listen to podcasts like this, or to watch college football, or to coach college football, or to even play college football, and that that those things shouldn't take shouldn't be taken for granted. But you know, here we are. Um, it's it's now 2021, and 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 we gear up for for the rest of the spring and the rest of the the rest of the winter and. And here's to hoping that that Penn State can get to a spring ball, to to a fall 2021 season, and and until then, uh, we'll take it from there. But uh, thank you again, as always, for for listening to the We Are podcast on DK Sports Radio. As always, this has been your host Jared Prugar, and I hope you stay safe and stay healthy. I will talk to you again soon.